personal finance presentation. Marginal tax, average tax, deductions, and credits. Prepare to get financially fit by practicing personal finance. Marginal tax rate versus average tax rate. They are not the same. We're talking here about the federal income taxes for the United States, which is a progressive tax system, meaning that whatever tax that you are paying, you're going to be subject generally to multiple tax rates in order to calculate that tax as your income goes up then your last dollar will typically be taxed at the highest rate subject to you. And then the other dollars that you have earned may be taxed at lower brackets. It can be fairly complex to calculate. Of course, it's much easier to actually do the calculation when you prepare your tax return given software. Tax software can do this calculation quite easily. However, the next step after you prepare the tax return is to budget into the future and think about what you're going to do next year and how taxes are going to impact your tax planning and that could be much more complex to calculate than if you had say just a flat tax that you could basically figure and use for your estimates so when you're thinking forward in terms of what it's going to be the tax implication on a particular decision you got to think well how am i going to apply this tax rate because generally when i'm when i'm looking at the taxes First, I have to calculate what the taxable income is, which can be complex in and of itself. Then I got to apply the progressive tax system, which is multiple tax rates being applied to the taxable income. And then you've got credits to be on top of that and involved in that. So we got to simplify that to some degree so that we can make estimates into the future without being completely overwhelmed every time we take into consideration what the tax implications will be. So the the marginal tax is going to be the top tax bracket that you pay. So when you think about the progressive tax system, whatever the tax you're paying on, in essence, the last dollar or the next dollar you will earn, marginal often being an economic type term. When we think about economics, we're usually thinking on the margin, what's going to be the impact, the cost and the benefits of the next decision that we're going to make. And the typical kind of scenario with that is, for example, if you're dying of thirst, that first cup of water is worth everything you have, all the money in the world. But after three cups of water, you might not care so much about the water. You might be willing to pay a lower amount on it. And then when you've had more water than you can actually drink, then of course the water, because there's abundance of it at that point in time, will have a marginal cost to you for the next water that will be lower. You got kind of a similar thing with the tax rates here as the taxes have this marginal tax bracket. What is going to be the impact of the next dollar that you will earn given the fact that the tax brackets are changing as your income goes up? That's going to be the rate that you need to be considering when you're making decisions on the margin and thinking about the tax impact of it. Meaning if I'm making a decision from this point forward, my question with regards to taxes is not what the average tax I pay is. It's what's going to be the impact of the taxes on this particular decision. And this is why as your income goes up, taxes, because it's a progressive tax system, actually becomes an increasing disincentive to earn over a certain point in time. Because as your income gets higher, the, the next dollar that you're earning is actually more of it is going to taxes than the first dollar you earned generally. So the higher your income, you gotta be thinking about what's gonna be the impact on the next dollar that you're gonna be earning. The average tax rate is the average tax rate you pay, meaning if I was to just think about the average bracket that I'm in, if I was trying to figure out my, my rate of tax on average, 
I can pick up the average tax and that gives me a good idea just in general how much I pay. But we got to be really careful with that average because oftentimes it would seem to make sense that you would say, hmm, I should just use the average tax when I'm thinking about my projections into the future. In other words, if I'm making a decision that's going to impact my taxes from here to the next step, you would think first, well, I'll just use the average tax because I have these multiple different tax rates. I'll just take the average of it. And if it was a completely like random type of thing where, you you know, the next dollar that you're going to pay the bracket of tax that will be applied to you is somehow randomly generated, then maybe that would be appropriate. But in this case, we know what the tax rate will be on the next decision. It's not going to be the average rate. You're going to the tax implication will be at your top rate for the next decision that you're going to be making. So that's going to be the key that you want to keep in mind. Normally, when you do tax software or use software in order to calculate your taxes, it will usually give you an indication of what your average and marginal tax brackets are. It's useful to get an idea of that and how they're calculated. Also get an idea of how they're calculated with relation to other things such as credits, which can have a kind of a strange impact on how you would calculate it as well as uh, deductions when you're thinking about your taxable income and how these rates are going to be applicable to your taxable income so that you can have an idea of what you're talking about with regards to taxes when you're making decisions that will have a tax impact. Then we have the tax deductions versus tax credits. This is another two kind of things that are different, but they seem somewhat similar. These are two things that are generally benefits with regards to taxes, but they have really different impacts. The tax deduction reduces the taxable income. So remember, when you're talking about taxes, income for taxes is in essence bad because it's an income tax. So they're taxing you on the income. So if you have to report the income on the income taxes, then you're increasing the amount on which they're going to apply the tax and that will typically increase your taxes. What you would like to have is to be making income which they're saying is exempt from taxes, meaning you don't have to include it on the tax return. If the income is not included on the tax return, it would be a benefit because that means your taxable income would be lower and then they would apply the tax brackets to it using your progressive tax system and you would generally owe less taxes. Now deductions then are gonna be deductions from the taxable income. So if you have the income that you had to include, any deductions then are gonna allow you to reduce it to have a taxable income that would be lower so clearly deductions are good, but the value of the deduction, if you get $1 of deduction, will be kind of related to what tax brackets you are in, meaning you'll then apply the progressive <laughs> tax brackets to it, and you'll have to figure out what the impact of that deduction will be, but it will be something less than the, the dollar of the deduction that you got. Whereas if you're talking about a credit, we're talking about a dollar for dollar reduction of the income tax owed. So in other words, if you have the option of having $1 worth of a deduction or $1 worth of a credit, the credit would be worth far more because it's basically on the back end of the tax return where, you're, where you get the whole dollar as a tax benefit. You get the dollar for dollar back, dollar for dollar reduction in the liability, reduction in the amount owed, or a dollar for dollar increase in the refund. Whereas if you're getting a credit, then the credit only represents some proportion of the tax benefit that you will get in relation to, in part, to the tax brackets that you are in. Having these two components, once again, adds a pretty significant level of complexity to the tax code when you're doing 
uh, planning into the future. And you got to have a good idea of the difference between these two types of things. These are two things, deductions and credits, that you want to keep in mind when you're basically storing and putting your tax records together so that you can support any deductions and credits that you will be taking. Tax credits include, and these are just going to be some common tax credits. There are going to be more tax credits you can look into. Also note that the tax credits will change over time as the law changes. The calculation of the tax credit will typically change over time. You want to make sure that you have the resources in order to calculate the tax credits properly. Oftentimes, tax software will be quite useful with those calculations. So we have the earned income tax credit, usually for low to moderate income individuals, usually has a refundable portion to it, meaning that the liability could actually be zero and you could still get a benefit from uh, the credit on the earned income tax credit. It's actually one of the tax credits that are one of the more complicated tax credits to calculate it due to the different components that will be involved in it and due to that uh, that refundable portion of it. We got the child tax credit, the CTC. This is another quite common uh, tax credit. Dependent care tax credit, another common tax credit. And then we have education tax credits. So these are just some of the more common types of tax credits. Again, you can look into more detail on them and research them individually. I would go to the IRS website to start that research, irs.gov, irs.gov.